0: welcome to smart muslima podcast inshallah if you find this podcast episode useful please subscribe and tell your friends and family about smart muslima also good news i have a newsletter and that's how we can stay in touch to subscribe please go to smartmuslimer.com. details are also in the podcast notes In the newsletter, I'll be sharing my book recommendations, productivity tips, and online courses that I've created, and also information about a new book that I'm writing called Smart Single Muslima. Inshallah, it will help you to transform the way you approach love and relationships. Asalaamu Alaikum and welcome to another episode of Muslima Mindset so today we'll be I'm going to be speaking to a sister in Australia her name's Puma and she's originally from Pakistan and I thought um, it would be really interesting to speak to her about how um, culture you know in particular we'll be speaking about Pakistani culture but I think this applies to whether it's Arab African whatever Muslim country we're from um, how as wives and, um, well, yeah, as wives, how are we allowing our cultural understanding or cultural ideas to affect how we view our marriage and um, the expectations we have? And, um, you know, and even things like how we even celebrate our, our marriages, how we organise our weddings. So Alhamdulillah, I'm really happy to have Umar Fan on today. Uh, As-salamu alaykum, sister. How are you?
1: Aslam. Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How about you?
0: alhamdulillah, i'm I'm really well. i'm uh, yeah, it's been uh, I've been wanting to find someone to speak about this topic for a while, and uh, it's uh, it's so nice to that we finally got to arrange this. Um, but you're you're in Australia. How long have you been living in Australia?
1: Um, so I have been here since I got married, so it must be around eight years now, Alhamdulillah. Yeah, around mm-hmm. r- about that time, seven and a half or eight years, Alhamdulillah, yeah. And have you, do, do you think of Australia as your home now? Um, I don't know. I have my moments because having grown up and, and being born and grown up in Pakistan, you kind of are familiar with the, and attached to all those sight sounds and especially having your family uh, back in homeland uh, it can get quite uh, lonely at times but uh, being over here far away from all that noise and everything has its advantages as well so yeah alhamdulillah al- mm-hmm. alhamdulillah uh, how things have worked out uh, for mm-hmm. us so far and,
0: uh, and you, like, you have a you have a website the odd muslima where, when did you start that in pakistan or in australia
1: um So uh, uh, the odd Muslim, basically started uh, out after my daughter was born about uh, three years, uh, three years ago, even though I had been blogging on and off for a long time, even well before my marriage. Uh, So the whole idea of uh, uh, my blog was initially to jot down journey of motherhood, which eventually, uh, you know, evolved into. like uh jotting down my thoughts about pretty much everything and especially you know uh since uh, in the beginning when you are a new mother and uh, uh, you're still trying to you know uh figure out what your identity is is it as a mother or is it as a career woman since uh, i've come from a, a dentistry background so um so uh, that's what my whole blog was really about uh, has eventually evolved into you know um uh, finding my uh, finding my identity and fulfillment in my role uh, as a mother now that i stay at home and home educate two of, uh, both of my children uh, and i hope that whatever i write down uh, inshallah it uh, inspires women to find fulfillment and confidence in their role as uh, in their identity as muslim women and uh, also more so when they become um, wives and mothers inshallah
0: mm-hmm. alhamdulillah that's a, so that's the oddmuslimer.com. Um, okay and so then so when when you were first like prior to getting married when you were living in pakistan would you, where do you think you know, your average pakistani girl gets her views about marriage from
1: um i feel initially Like very initially, uh, obviously their ideas are formed from what they see around us. Uh, uh, and also, and that includes uh, the people around them, the couples they see around themselves, and uh, a huge part of it is also coming from uh, what they see on the media, uh, the movies they watch, the TV shows, also the books they read, and also when they go to colleges and what they see, uh, you know, what uh, their friends doing and whatever they discuss. I think a a, a great part of uh, their uh, idea of um, what uh, a life partner is supposed to be like is coming from there.
0: Mm -hmm. Because in like I'm thinking like my family are from Karachi and when we were young we used to go um, home for you know we used to go for school in the school holidays we'd go for holidays and um, it's really interesting having been raised in England um, and then going to visit Pakistan it was such a culture shock for me. Uh, Because it was, and actually it was really nice because in Pakistan, things, there was, everyone was much more family orientated. Now, now this is um, like 20, 30 years ago, I'm thinking when we first started to go, and it was very, it seemed much more simpler, and it seems nice. Like the the family element was really nice, everyone took care of each other and you, you lived together, like the old, you know, parents, grandparents, kids, grandkids, they were all together that that's one thing that I noticed and then um and in a way you could say it was back then it was still very traditional as in um you know mum would be at home taking care of the kids um dad would go out go out to work and they were there was always someone there at home and if it wasn't the mum it was the grandmother or the grandfather um Hmm. you know that's one thing that I think is really was is really nice about Pakistani culture um and i think it i don't know how, now it's interesting when i then went last time five years ago i could see things were starting to change a little bit um how like how would you describe family in pakistan at the moment
1: um, so yes uh, i would say things have changed quite dramatically over the past one or two d- decades especially that now more more and more uh girls are uh, getting higher qualifications and entering workforce so um many of them would add uh, for those of them who would be living in you know these joint family systems they would either be leaving behind their children to be taken care of by other family men, members or uh, the grandparents or either they would you know just opt to uh, be uh, living on their own um, Uh, independently so uh, they don't have any of their um, interference I don't know if interference is the right word but you know they have their own say in uh, uh, whatever um, uh, uh, family matters whether it be uh, related to their children or however they want to spend their lives so yeah um, since you know um, uh, uh, media uh, is after the advent of social media especially now those all those ideas in the west have seeped into um, Pakistani society and culture as well and obviously you know uh, many people have taken that up and obviously they are consciously and unconsciously acting that out so um, so that's one of the factors as well as well as as I mentioned before you know uh women are now more in the workforce and taking up careers uh and obviously they want to uh, uh lead uh, independent uh lives so that's how uh, that's also changing the family framework as uh, quite a lot from what it used to be in the past about 20 30 years ago mm-hmm. well it's it's
0: um, you know we have to say here that in islam Allah has allowed women to you know gaining an education and working that's, some, that's something that Allah's allowed women to do. And um, so it's interesting that, so um, that on its own, isn't actually a problem, you know, because um, I think the issue, I guess, would be that if you're then, and again, this is something we can, you know, um, talk about that once you've, um, you know, okay, so once um, a young girl, she's got her education, she's qualified and she's working, then the type of husband she'll then want will she's naturally going to want someone of equal qualification and she's not going to marry someone lower than her is she hmm, hmm,
1: hmm.
0: um exactly yes yeah, exactly.
1: and um and i feel um that sometimes created uh, a hurdle uh, in way of uh, many girls and boys as well finding suitable matches uh and for, for many times um, and it's now kind of become a thing uh, that um, uh, girls and boys both would be quite late, uh, would be quite late into their twenties or even mid thirties when they uh, they get married. Um, and also, uh, you know, I guess it, it, this is one of the points you have also mentioned in one of uh, one of your podcasts that um, girls. Uh, we, we obviously want our want the best for our girls and everything. Uh, they get the best of education and everything. But while they are getting educated, uh, we kind of, you know, get them far removed from one of the uh, very important roles that they would be playing in their lives, uh, which is being a mother uh, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, carrying on the responsibilities of a house as a wife. Uh, so. Uh, so when they, um, one of the uh, things that's keeping um, girls from getting married early on is uh, also because you know uh, after get uh, putting all their hard work into getting a uh, getting a qualification, they obviously they obviously want to put uh, want to put it to practice and uh, they obviously have some high ambitions uh, for themselves. So. Uh, Many a times they don't feel uh, a marriage fitting into their life at a certain time period, and uh, when they feel they have uh, you know achieved what they want, um, they would have passed on uh, by a certain age. and then when bo- uh, when boys or their families are looking for uh, girls uh, girls to get married to their boys, they uh, they uh, they aren't really flexible about that. So mm-hmm. uh, you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I think yeah, that is a modern day problem that didn't um, in the past. You know, yeah, it's definitely it's an it's a new issue, and I and I hear it a lot that um, the issue of age, because really, you know, t- we have to be, you know, um, we can't be biased towards women here. That women have a okay, and let's give them women the right to get an education, get a job, and to choose who they want to marry. But same for men. know and so if a a guy doesn't want to marry a woman who is working and who you know he wants to marry someone who will stay at home that he's he earns enough that he feels i can take care of my family i I don't want someone who's going to be working again well then that's his right that's the right ella's given him so it you know we can't have uh i find it quite uh i actually find it quite hypocritical when women or young girls will say oh Guys should want to marry me, even if I want to work, you know, five days a week, nine to, nine to seven. We think, well, no, why should they? You, you know, you. So that's something that people need to really think about. That you're right. If you're going to go for a career, fine, go for it. But then you do have to think about the consequences long term for you.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something we need to think over because. Uh, uh, but then again, you know um, uh, many parents, while they're um letting their girls pursue their ambitions uh, I guess it's a bit confusing for girls as well uh, mm-hmm. when they go all out uh, pursuing their ambitions, but there are also these expectations for them to uh you know to stick to a certain criteria religiously and culturally um I think it, that uh, leads to kind of a lot of confusion on their part in terms of what uh, is she supposed to do as a girl and a woman. So uh, the world demands her to go all out and pursue her ambitions, whereas uh, you know uh, these people in her family expect, and the culture as well, expect her to stick to certain criteria. That kind of you know. Uh, uh, I've seen many girls trying to break free of all their shackles and uh, then uh, fall for uh, ideas like, uh, you know, all those isms that that they're out there. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So um, I think the need uh, would be for their parents to um, set the expectations right from the start uh, for both boys and girls. Uh, and raise them in a way so that they know what they, uh, uh, uh what their um, expectations are uh, um, um, as uh, f- um, religiously from uh, the dean point of view. Um, like culture, culture should be the second thing, the second thing. But dean should be over above and over any everything. But the problem we're here is that children aren't really. Uh, in our culture, uh, people don't know—be uh, it parents or even, uh, you know, their children—they don't know what they are supposed to do, uh, what they uh, what their, um, you know, what their roles are, uh, mm-hmm, reg- mm-hmm. religiously and. Uh, that's what kind of you know ends in a lot of uh, all this uh, mess uh, being created when it comes to um, uh, getting married and even all that mess is then um, carried into marriages when they do end up being married Yeah. so there's a lot that needs to be set straight uh, Mm -hmm. in our cultures and in our societies yeah Yeah, I think
0: I think there's because I know with Pakistan being so close to india you know and us, you know india will be india pakistan or one one in a country once upon a time before partition um and so we can't ignore the fact that when we look at pakistan and pakistani culture when it comes to our practices we have been heavily influenced by hindu culture and then bollywood because we we're, we're you know i've stopped watching it now but you know we, we grew up on Indian movies, that's what we used to watch on Saturday night, you know, we listened to Indian music, you know, would, what would you, do you think Indian culture has affected, um, influences Pakistan a lot, Pakistanis?
1: Oh, definitely. But what uh, now I feel is, it's been a long time since, uh, you know, Pakistan became a uh, separate country from uh, India. And What I feel now is that uh, people use it as an excuse just to get away with a lot of things.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, that's
1: what I feel uh, because um, uh, Pakistan was actually created. So uh, so, uh, the Muslims in that country could uh, freely practice whatever they wanted to do according to their religion. But Mm. now it's been so many years, they would have, you know, Uh, now they had the free space to do whatever they wanted to do. They should have taken the time to uh, set those right institutes in place so they could learn uh, uh, to grow and be a proper Muslim. And Mm. that would have, you know, reflected into all their areas of life, but nobody really took the time to do it. And now Mm. they have, uh, and now with, uh, you know, Consum- consumerism having entered into all those aspects of life it has uh, uh, definitely uh, impacted the marriage arena as well so mm-hmm. marriage nowadays has more to do with the wedding like mm-hmm. when the wedding day would be approaching nobody really worries about okay how the life how uh, the life is going to play out uh, after uh, the wedding takes place like uh, what we need to what are the my rights and what are my duties towards my spouse nobody really thinks about it what mm-hmm. they all put all their energy <laughs> and mind into is just having a wedding and all, days, those, yeah. and all those rituals and uh, stuff that goes on before that so uh and if you really think about it nothing about it is like really uh nothing about it is like islamic and uh, there is a lot of stress that goes into it and if you like really speak out against it uh, uh it's uh all comes down to like uh, uh, they're just doing this just to, uh, you know, save their face, if that makes right. sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, it's quite interesting, like, that view, well, you first I'd say, you know what you said about, you're right, Pakistan was created, it was supposed to be the, you know, the land of, you know, Pakistan, the land for the pure, yeah. and it was supposed, and so I think, really, if we think about, it was, it's a failure of the governments of Pakistan, from the beginning to now, to Imran Khan, that, um in that you're right that it's the government that could have put the institutions in place that put you know the education institution that would then teach the people this that would then make sure it it is shocking that you know it's just in name it says it's it uses Islamic law is just there but in reality it isn't implemented and um and that is the biggest tragedy of Pakistan I'd say that there was a chance to have an Islamic government for the Islam Muslims of Pakistan, but it, it didn't come out. And, and then therefore we see all these problems, um, yes. that, you know, in society, uh, cause we're just talking about marriage, but we could, we could spend days talking about the different issues, um, relating to Pakistan. Um, but going back to what you're right. When I think when I first went, um, when I was little went to the weddings of Pakistan, it was, I just thought, wow, this is exactly like the Indian movies I'm watching, you know, we're singing the songs that, the, that were in the yeah. movies we watch, where behave, people are dancing, people are, mm. you know, they're, they're, at the time I was clueless about Islam, so I just thought this is just the mm. best, you know, but mm. it's not, you know, you're right. I I, I don't think there was any, like, the marriages aren't, well, actually, no, the halls, no, they weren't, (laughs) it wasn't segregated, no, it wasn't. It started Mm -hmm. off, men upstairs, women downstairs but then it didn't. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of emphasis on, um, you're right, it was for show. The weddings are to, Mm -hmm. the video is for show, the photos, the dulan is for show, you know, Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, that, and I guess that's something, but I'm sure, I'm sure if we got a sis, an Arab sister on or a sister from Nigeria, I'm mm. sure that they would probably say there are very similar issues when it comes to weddings in their culture mm. as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's um, like, it's all showy and stuff like, uh, now when I think back to my wedding, like... <laughs> It uh, like really makes me laugh. Like you're all dolled up, uh, sitting on stage for everyone to see, and the one person who is supposed to see you doesn't really get a glimpse, proper glimpse of you. <laughs> so it's really funny like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy, and it's
0: interesting. And I think this is the thing that we need to stop and think: Why are we doing this? Just because, you know, just because our parents did it and we did it, it doesn't mean, you know, we just have to continue making the same mistakes, you know, Um, because I remember then when I, you know, alhamdulillah, uh, when it was time to get married, uh, when I had to say to my parents uh, that, no, I want the wedding segregated. Uh, Fortunately, I had my brothers there to like, my brothers they said no we have yeah it's gonna has to be separate we don't wanna and we're not gonna do this and we're not gonna do that like we're not gonna have a mixed men there's gonna be no dancing Um, and so therefore and it was really difficult to to do that but we we just stuck to our guns said no we're not we're just not coming to the weddings I'm not coming to my wedding if we don't do this but the change is very difficult Um, but alhamdulillah it is possible it's definitely possible um yeah um so so then regarding as far as how people are find like oh would you say for like, some people are now dating whether that's online or like you know is the whole idea of an arranged marriage is that going out of fashion
1: uh yeah uh i would say yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, a lot of it has to do with what youngsters see nowadays on all these shows that um from the West that you can easily, you know, watch up on Netflix and all the stuff that, uh, you know, the, uh, youngsters are reading up in novels. Uh, and obviously the Bollywood trend as well, even though, you know, every, everyone would say that it's just for entertainment and doesn't really mm. affect you, but it does affect you subconsciously. And yes. um, you do start acting it out in your institutes, you know, um, now that uh, in, um, uh, you know all these technical and professional institutes where you know uh, boys and girls study together, and when you are, you obviously you know end up being attracted to you uh, each other and infatuated with each other, and you have all these uh, scenarios start playing in your head from all the movies you mm. watch, uh, yeah, at, on your TV. So, uh, so yeah, definitely. Um, and then you know when you uh, when uh, these youngsters see. Um, all these uh, their friends dating and um, you know um, going out and you, you obviously you know uh, feel that peer pressure or uh, you you start feeling out of place as well um, and uh, now it's kind of become a trend if you don't really have someone you mm. know from the opposite gender to hang out with you are kind of uh, considered as someone who is not uh really up to uh I wouldn't say backward but yeah kind of you know like that. yeah you're so, yeah
0: hmm. so it just sounds that it's become so similar to like that just sounds like a university or college in, in the uk you know in australia but yeah. it's interesting how you know when they, we talk about globalization um you know popular culture has globalized the idea of that you know dating and it is mm-hmm. you know is progressive and a good thing whereas Waiting and having a you know an arranged marriage or you know basically not having a boyfriend or girlfriend, that somehow mm. you don't want to do that. That's not the cool thing to do. Um, mm. And I wonder how, like for example, okay with your kids then. So how are you thinking? How are you gonna, inshallah, we you know we'll do the our kids, but how do you then um, help your own kids to not get into that? Uh
1: like you said, Farhad. Um, You talk to them, you do your best. um, You do all that you can, inshallah. Uh, You provide them guidance. Like uh, like when I was visiting Pakistan last time, one of the biggest challenges for me was like in our home, We don't play music. We try our best. Whatever shows we watch, uh, there is no music in there, or if there is, we mute it as much as possible. And then you attend these these weddings, and they have these music music playing out loud, and you know everyone dancing freely uh, with no care for segregation or anything. So um, the thing is just to keep talking to your children, and find your tribe basically and stick to those like-minded people and uh, try to just stay away from all that as much as possible um and just just to tell them what our uh you know real islamic values really are and inshallah just pray that um inshallah when the time comes our children do stick to those values inshallah mm. uh, but we at our home are like I'm like very explicit even though my children are really small but I'm like very straightforward with uh, with my children with a lot of stuff because children are sharp Mashallah. they do mm. observe a lot of things so uh, if you don't tell them yourself they will be picking it all from you know elsewhere so it's really important to be like really straightforward with mm. your children and just tell them what uh what the you know their religious responsibilities are and what's really expected of them inshallah
0: Mm. and i think i think think that alhamdulillah that's that's actually really good. I think because this is another thing in I don't like science culture when it comes to talking like things are hidden from children like well They're not mm. kids are, the kids are gonna see it on their phone and on the devices that we've bought them So but then there's this big like hoax going on of kids. Don't don't talk about certain things in front of the children but okay. the Fact is they already know but I think the other really big thing is that we have to be good examples. So in our marriages you know and no one's saying we no one's got a perfect marriage um but you it's like you have to model you know you always say model good behavior in school this is what you say the teacher has to model um good behavior to the children and and, um so in the same way parents we need to model what a good marriage is so having blazing rows in front of your kids is not that is not a good idea you know if you've got arguments do it quietly in another room you don't need to scream and shout in front of the kids but like things like you know um like i I know one of the reasons why young people they don't they when they think of an arranged traditional marriage they think well yet there were we see these arranged marriages and the you know our parents weren't happy or the in-laws were interfering and they think i don't want that i don't want to be you know, the yeah. so-called Islamic marriage that they're seeing, they think, no, that, it's not good, I don't like it, everyone's unhappy or the mother's being mistreated by the mother-in-law. And so I think yeah. some, we've actually, in our examples that we're showing to the next generation, we're putting yeah. them off, you know, the idea of a, a so-called Muslim marriage. And so whereas, you know, the Netflix shows are showing them, what, you know, when you're dating, that's when you're really happy and free um yep. so you know that is uh being i know it's hard to be but yeah so we carry on
1: yeah definitely uh because uh one of the problems uh obviously you know uh, as you mentioned uh youngsters gravitating towards that other model of uh, uh, choosing their spouses is obviously what they saw in their homes uh, and that's one of the dilemma that uh, many of the um many of our elders uh for them marriage was really all about compromise they they would be like through a lot of hell but they would just put up with each other because they were expected to just put up with each mm-hmm. other yeah. and they were never and they were never never really you know um taught what actually a marriage is supposed to be like so uh, a lot of uh Um, our generation uh, grew up seeing that uh, we saw uh, many of us saw our uh, grandmothers and everyone being silent over all the um, you know harsh treatment they have to endure just for the sake sake of uh, saving their marriages but this um, the generations which are coming up they are totally not for putting up with that and they shouldn't of course Mm -hmm. Uh, um, but uh, you know um, uh, many of those older generations, in those generations, it was uh, a lot of the burden was put on the woman to uh, to save the marriage, uh, and um, a man's uh, responsibility was mostly thought of just to you know go outside the house and just and whether that's not uh, even though Islamically we know that uh, when it comes to raising children. Uh, even though a major part of this is done by mother but the father has his responsibility as well in raising children yes. apart from you know uh, earning and all that so um, there is a lot of i don't know where to you know start about uh, start about what's wrong with the all that's going on over there in regards to marriages Mm. what's need to be done is now I think a major um, responsibility of it falls on our generation that we need to like really learn and educate ourselves Mm. uh, about about the institute of marriage and one of the things that I talk a lot about um, with my friends and sisters that I know because um, Unfortunately, there are, uh, I, I get to meet and talk to a lot of sisters uh, who have been married for long, but, they, um, but they're just uh, in those marriages just for the, you know, sake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so um, I think uh, before marriages actually happen, uh, both the boy and girl need to be taught about what their rights and responsibilities are. So none of them, you know, end up taking undue advantage of the other or uh, none of the parties end up being uh, abused by the other. That's one of the things that's like really need to be done. Uh, And uh, yeah, just educate yourself about what your uh, roles and responsibilities are. I, I know I just keep repeating myself, but it just can't be emphasized enough because if we don't do that, then, you know, uh, there are a lot of women uh, who um, who are unfortunately abused in their marriages and, uh, um, and they're made to feel as if uh, um, enduring that. Uh, it's kind of, you know, their are uh, they should do it they just mm-hmm. should put up with it because it's kind of uh putting up with that behavior would end them uh, with uh would you know end up them getting earning more rewards which is like kind of uh like totally messed up thinking so uh so so yeah uh we need to like really work on those grounds otherwise uh our girls and women would just keep falling for all those uh, ideologies that are out there uh, which are just uh, bent on uh, destroying our uh, family units mm-hmm.
0: so, I, th- I think that is a really good point to end on because and, and i'm happy you repeated that point because that is that has to be the starting point inshallah um so, so if uh, inshallah if you would like to read um Omar Phan's, uh blogs, she has blog articles, her blog is called theodmuslima.com. she's also one of the writers um, in our upcoming book, um, The Islamic Alternative to Feminism, so that I'm really looking forward to reading her chapter but uh, inshallah, you must come on again Omar Phan.
1: Inshallah Jazakallah Khair for having me and uh, thank you for putting up with me even though uh, at this time of night over here in Australia I must have sounded like that I'm rambling but no no alhamdulillah.
0: <laughs> not <at> all alhamdulillah <laughs>
1: okay then take care assalamu Alaikum Wa alaykum as-salam. Jazakallah Khair
0: could you do with some relationship advice? If so, then you need to sign up to my newsletter at smartmuslima.com and I will send you my ebook called Learn Your Love Languages. It teaches you how to communicate better with your loved ones. So there's no reason to wait. Sign up to my newsletter today, inshallah.